A dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw that God's truth is attacked and yet would remain silent. John Calvin. Get in the long teams with a bunch of demons. We believe that human beings are demons. No, I do not. And don't you ever say I did. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. There's probably a, a balance between, I believe you have to know Christ, but... God, he's in hell. He is. And someone knows this for sure. All of mankind is going to end up somewhere in heaven. My mission really is to just help people of faith, especially, to re-examine this issue, to realize the church has got things wrong in the past. For those who are gods by faith in his son... <laughs> Right? 2 Corinthians 3 7. Victory in the name which is above every name. There's no exception for rape or incest. Uh, it's an extreme law. <laughs> and... Right now, bones, ligaments, tendons, in Jesus' name, get out here right now. <laughs> so put your trust in the sovereign Raven King. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Master's Dog, episode 55. I'm your host, The Evangelical Norm. So today I've got to do something that I really don't like doing, and I have to make a, I don't know if I want to call it a retraction. I'm not really recanting. I am disendorsing. Is that a word? It is now. So um, I do another podcast. Actually, I do a bunch of podcasts, and I get three people that watch all of them. So um, thank you to you three who are watching this right now. Um, And uh, so I do a podcast called Unsolicited, and Unsolicited is a podcast I do where anything that is uh, pertaining to Christian artistry, whether it's book writing, movie making, uh, music is what I do mostly, Christian hip-hop for the most part. I really don't listen to much in the way of uh, CCM, um, anything like that. Uh, Christian movies, Christian TV shows, Christian books. So this is kind of a hit-and-miss podcast that I do from time to time whenever I finish reading a book or listening to an album or something like that. So... 
I did an episode of Unsolicited for the Chosen TV series. Now, the Chosen TV series is a series that is written and produced by this man, Dallas Jenkins. Um, up until today, I had no reason to question this man's theology. There were a couple of things that I wouldn't agree with, but I would call them secondary issues in the in the TV show. In this, in, and I think I mentioned them. Uh, in the the review that I did, I would hope so. Um, so things like uh, there's a, a little bit of an egalitarian uh, theme that runs through there. Uh, interesting choice of character uh, issues, we'll say. Um, but for the most part, I thought he did a really good job um, presenting the apostles. Now, the the gist of the the show is Jesus is not the main character; it's those that he has chosen. So even kind of flirts with, I wouldn't say by any means what I think it's actually reformed in its theology, but it, it, it teases around the, the elect and that Jesus chooses those that, that come to him. So I gave it a, a really good review and I, I gave it, I gave it the best endorsement that I can give anything. And that is I put my money behind it. I actually donated to this show to help to make season two. Now there's an app that he's out. You can get it in iTunes or Apple store or whatever they call that thing. Now, um, Google play, you know, wherever you get your, uh, apps, um, Amazon, whatever. And you can watch the show for free. Uh, it is out there for anybody for free forever. Um, which they kind of mentioned in the interview I'm going to refer to, uh, in a minute. Um, now, the distribution of this movie, or this TV series, was done by VidAngel. So, if you don't know who VidAngel is, VidAngel is a basically an LDS company. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Mormons, uh, however you identify them. Um, it is owned by and operated by people who are active in the Latter-day Saint Church. So... Um, I really didn't have a problem with that. I knew who VidAngel is. I don't have a subscription to VidAngel for the simple reason that I don't like to give my money to the Mormons. Um, But I live in Ogden, Utah. So a lot of the money that I have goes to Mormons. Uh, Going to restaurants, things like that. Uh, Buying things from any little mom and pop shop. A lot of them are going to belong to LDS people. I have no problem with that. Um. So and and I'm sure that some of the money I gave to, in some way, is going to be filtered to. They got to pay VidAngel to help with the distribution. So, but I don't have a an actual subscription to VidAngel, and you don't need one to watch this show. There are other things on VidAngel. A lot of I'm sure there's a lot of the Mormon movies stuff that I watched as a kid, and and so on. Um, but they're there. So you don't need the subscription to VidAngel to watch the show. You can get it through the app, which I thought was kind of cool. I really did like the show. It was well done. The acting is great. The production is great. The writing is even good. I mean, I was even impressed by some of the the, the um, creative license they took with creating the characters. You know, we know from scripture and stuff that, that Peter's kind of prideful and kind of a rockhead. Uh, I, w- I found it interesting that they made Matthew, uh, the tax collector, autistic um, at, with Asperger's sim- syndrome. Um, and so, yeah, just the interesting. And I liked it. I really did. Um, but what we got to come down to is... Uh, 
who is Jesus as portrayed in The Chosen? So I had no problem with the way Jesus was portrayed until listening to the interview that Dallas Jenkins gave today. Um, because the thing is, is, is Jesus was portrayed. I love the emotional, uh, portrayal of Jesus where, whether he's weeping, whether he's laughing, whether he's joking, I do believe that Jesus had a sense of humor. I believe he probably, you got 12 guys traveling around together. There were jokes, you know, obviously with Jesus, there were none that were inappropriate. Um, you know, none that were sinful, uh, maybe coming from the apostles, which Jesus probably rebuked him in that, but nothing inappropriate. But Jesus made jokes. I have no problem imagining the fact that Jesus in is God as God incarnate as a human being made jokes. I have no problem with that. Probably even practical jokes, dumped water on Peter's head, whatever, you know, had fun in his life. I believe that. So I love the way that Jesus was portrayed in this movie. I do not like the very stoic, very British uh, portrayals of Jesus in many of the movies that you see. Um, so this was great. But then today, now again, knowing that this was distributed by an LDS company, but I was not expecting to see the interview with uh, Saints Unscripted, which is an LDS uh, podcast YouTube channel, uh, formerly known as Three Mormons. Um, and so David Snell, excuse me, interviewed Dallas today. Now it's about a 45 minute interview. If you want to go back and watch it, I will put the, uh, the link for the, um, the interview for this podcast in the description uh, of this video. Uh, but I just want to focus on about a five-minute uh, clip of this. And I, I, I could have just done a, a three-minute, two-minute thing, but I want to keep it in as much context as I can so there's no accusation of taking this out of context. So they've talked a little bit about the, uh, the, the Dallas's life leading up to making the show and what events happened and so on leading him to make this TV series. Now, David's going to jump in with a question and we're going to go from here and I'll, I'll stop it every so often as I need to, but I want to let as much of it play as I can just for time's sake so we can get through and then talk about the real issue that is in this. So with that, we are going to jump into this interview. This is Saints Unscripted. Uh, I don't know what they don't give episode numbers, but this is interview with a Mormon and an evangelical. Uh, here we go. You've been pretty open about your faith uh, throughout this project. You're uh, evangelical, evangelical Christian. Uh, you're living in Illinois, right? Yes. Um, so what was your reaction or, or I guess was there a reaction when a bunch of Latter-day Saints from VidAngel approached you and were like, let's make this happen, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny. The Latter-day Saints at VidAngel are fully aware, and we're fully aware when we first started meeting and talking about this project, that that publicly speaking, it might not necessarily be the best thing for the show if people know that Latter-day Saints are behind at least the distribution of it. Um, as you know full well, in the evangelical community, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not necessarily proud to say uh, Latter-day Saints are, are uh, don't have the best reputation. I'll, <laughs> you got I'll, I'll a bad rap. Okay, so when he said made that comment, 
I knew this was going to go south. I really knew. I'm not proud to say there's a butt coming up in here, um, and it's a really big butt. So uh, let's let's continue. But this was the point in the interview. I mean, we're seven minutes in, and I, I just went, oh, man. I did not like the direction this is taken. <clears throat> to put it mildly, yes. And um, I grew up um, having certain beliefs about the Mormon or LDS community, whatever. I know you guys are, the terms change a lot, so, or have changed recently, so forgive me if I, You're fine. If I don't use the proper terminology all the time. But um, one of the most interesting things about this whole project has been my relationship with different denominational or faith traditions that I didn't have before. I've learned so much more about the LDS community than I, than I thought I knew, but that goes for like the Catholic church as well. Like this show has been uniquely, I've never seen anything like it really, how much it has unified in response, multiple faith traditions. Now, once they get together, like on our fan club, there's still a bunch of arguments and, and uh and shade being thrown at each other like people saying oh i'm in the same fan club or i love the same show as a bunch of catholics well i better tell them that they're going to hell uh that they're that are okay so here's a here's the thing i've made the statements like this before i remember back when i was in the vineyard which is a a not a great uh group at the moment they've kind of gone a little sideways in their theology as well but listening to uh Erwin McManus one time tell a story about how an atheist came to his church and felt very, very comfortable in his church. There's a, there's a problem with the preaching if an atheist can feel comfortable in your pews. Unpopular opinion, maybe, but that's true. I, the preaching of the gospel should make atheists uncomfortable. If they're truly an atheist and they truly don't believe in God, to come into a church and hear the gospel preached, so obviously in that, in Erwin McManus's, and I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the gospel really isn't preached that often. Um, the fact that, and, and I, didn't, I didn't get this. I mean, maybe I wasn't, as I'm watching the show, I wasn't looking for deep, deep theology. It was, it was entertaining. And, uh, you know, the things where Jesus perform miracles and stuff like that were, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't think they were necessarily, they were emotional. They were, uh, they pulled out your emotions. I mean, I cried and, and stuff like that, but I wasn't feeling like bad theology. Um, but again, I think if you're going to present Jesus, it should be in a way, um, Mary should be presented in a way that Catholics are uncomfortable that because the not that we don't respect Mary she gave birth to the savior she was chosen by god to give birth to christ but she's not to be venerated she's not to be revered in in the way that christ is she's not to be worshiped and she should be considered the same way that any other human being is considered a fallen sinner in need of a savior that's who Mary was. Mary delivered the one that she needed to deliver her. So there should be some stuff that makes Catholics feel uncomfortable. There should be some stuff that makes Mormons feel uncomfortable. Jesus should be portrayed as the creator of the universe. 
Now, here we see him in his human form, but John wrote about him in John 1, 1 through 14. Uh, John felt so strongly about who Christ was that he introduced him as God. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He presented right out of the gate Jesus as God incarnate. Apparently that didn't come through in here. And there was actually some stuff as you get later into the, the interview, which I'm not going to go to. There were some scenes that I didn't really get it. Um, maybe I didn't watch the scene as close. But even where David was like, me and my wife were like, oh, that feels kind of like some Mormon theology going on in there. Well, I'm going to have to go back and watch that again. And if that's the case, then I may have a little bit more of a problem with it. But if I remember, as I remember the scene and they, they talked about it, it wasn't so bad. But... So here, here, here's a red flag. Ding, ding, ding. If Mormons, Catholics, and, and you're bringing, I, I mean, if you were, I mean, all he needs more now is to say an atheist and a Muslim uh, have, have come together in this, and then we're really running into some problems. But, so we're going to let him continue. Or that they have a false religion, or vice versa. You get the Catholics saying, uh, wait a minute, I need to inform our evangelical people, uh, friends about, how they're so wrong and blaspheming because they don't understand Mary. And what's funny about uh, the LDS folks is you guys seem to be, even though you're the most controversial, you seem to be the least confrontational. Um, <laughs> it's just like, hey, we're all, we all love Jesus. Let's just, uh, I just want to let you know we love the show. And when people start going, hey. Okay. Catch that, what he said. It's going gonna, it's gonna to come up again. And they're even going to put it up on the screen. He said, we all love Jesus. You're a Mormon. You're going to hell. Uh, you just like, hey, whatever. It's like you just you kind of seems to roll off your back. Maybe it's because you're used to, to being on yeah. the outside sometimes. But, but uh, yeah, it's been so fascinating because um, even my family members, when we first started this relationship with VidAngel, part of it was, well, be, be careful because of the common misconceptions about, about uh, our different belief systems, but also just protecting the show. Like, will the audience be bothered by the fact that there are um, LDS people involved. Personally, I didn't really care because I've, I've worked with people of all different traditions or, I mean, I've worked with atheists. I've partnered with, with people who've distributed my movies who had zero desire to, you know, or connection to, to Christ and couldn't have cared less about it. So even if I had significant disagreements with the LDS community, which I've learned I have fewer than I thought I did, but even with that, I was okay. I was comfortable with that because as long as they're treating the show properly, that's all that matters. So, and see, that was my opinion. That was where I fell down on it. Is I don't care who's distributing it as long as they're not messing with the theology and stuff. And and that whole thing about less uh, issues with Mormonism than he has he had remembered or thought. Um, again, that's leading up to the one statement that I have a serious serious problem with so it's been I, I can honestly say it's been one of the top three most fascinating and beautiful things about this project has been my growing brother and sisterhood with people of the lds community that i never would have known otherwise and learning so much about um about your your faith tradition um and realizing gosh for all the stuff that maybe we don't see eye to eye on, that all happened, that's all based on stuff that happened after Jesus was here. Um, the stories of Jesus 
we do agree on and we we love the same jesus there's the there's the key now the stories of jesus we agree on the problem is 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 the mormons should not be willing to say they agree on all the stories of jesus there are things that are biblical that jesus did that do not jive with mormon theology ultimately it comes down to who is jesus and and here and again i I did a live video today on facebook and i wanted to do this to make it a more of a official podcast kind of thing but and so i'm going to break this down pretty quickly here but john 1 1 through 14 this is the the any time i go out to the lds temple and i open air preach this is the second section of scripture that i preach from because this in a nutshell takes pretty much everything that the mormon church teaches and nullifies it in the beginning was the word the word was with god and the word was god and i should have probably pulled the whole thing up to read it uh completely let me just quickly open up my bible app and we will read this entire thing rather than just a segment of it um john 1 1 in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god he was in the beginning with god all things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made in him was life and in the light and in him in him was life and the life was the light of men the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it there was a man sent from god whose name was john he came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him he was not the light but came to bear witness about the light the true light which gives light to everyone was coming into the world he was in the world and the world was made through him yet the world did not know him he came to his own and his own people did not receive him but to all who did receive him who believed in his name he gave the right to become children of god who were born not of blood nor the will of the flesh nor the will of man but of god and the word became flesh and dwelt among us we have seen his glory glory is the only son from the father full of grace and truth so here now we have to go what are the differences between the jesus that the mormons believe in and the jesus that the evangelicals believe in one mormons believe that jesus is a created being the offspring the spiritual offspring of elohim which is they they believe god the father and heavenly mother so Elohim, God, had a sexual relationship with his wife in heaven, and she birthed spirit babies. And all of us are the offspring of heavenly parents. Elohim, and whether it's one or multiple heavenly mothers, that's a a topic for another day. But we are all spiritual offspring. Jesus, Lucifer, that's, that's... you know, a lot of people like to, to jump on that point. Um, you, me, the mailman, uh, we are all spirit children of God. Anybody who has lived or been on this planet was born of a sexual relationship between Elohim and a heavenly mother in the heavenly realm in the preexistence and came to earth. So Jesus had a beginning at that point and did not create everything, but with the help of Michael, the archangel came down and organized pre-existing matter to create this earth and maybe the universe. You know, different guys have given different ideas and so on. 
but created the world and and he is the god in whom we have to deal with he is the spirit brother of lucifer he gave a universal atonement in the garden of gethsemane when he suffered in gethsemane that's where they believe the atonement was and then the death on the cross was just an after effect um and he's our elder brother our example oh the atonement he gave was universal. Everybody gets to go to one level of heaven or another, regardless of repentance or belief. Atheists will go to the lowest level of heaven. Murderers, unrepentant murderers, Nazi soldiers, uh, Adolf Hitler, all go to the lowest level of heaven, the telestial kingdom, uh, based on the atonement of Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane. Then to get to the terrestrial and the celestial kingdom works and other things have to be done you've got to be a really good person a, a moral person in order to get to the terrestrial kingdom and then you have to be an lds person baptized tithing married in the temple so on to get to the celestial kingdom and then you've got to be really really good to achieve exaltation and become a god that's the jesus that mormons believe in dallas jenkins is that the Jesus that you presented in this video, in this TV series? Because if it is, it's heretical, it's blasphemous, nobody should watch it. If we believe in the same Jesus. But here is the Jesus that John explains to us in John 1.1. And I really hope, Dallas, that you will come back out and say that we believe in the Jesus of John 1.1. And acknowledge the fact that the Mormons do not. Jesus was God, is God, eternally from the beginning, from the very beginning, nothing existed. No pre-existent material was there before Jesus and God, the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit spoke it all into existence. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. We have a triune being that is God as we know Him, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, all existing co-eternally, co-omniscient, co, co, -omniscient, co uh, I'm, I'm running out of words to describe. There's so many attributes. But co-eternal uh, with the Father, with the Spirit. Jesus has always existed. He has no beginning and he has no end. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is eternal. And all things were made through him. He created all of it. Jesus, there's nothing that was made that was not made by him. Well, that's not what the Mormons believe, but that's the Jesus that we believe in. Created everything. You, me, Lucifer, the, the ground, the trees, all of it. He created it. Stars, quasars, you name it. If there are black holes, which are theoretical, but all those things, Jesus spoke them into existence. That is the Jesus that we believe in. He went to the cross, paid the sinner's death that was as would be sufficient to atone for every sin universally, but is only efficacious for those who believe in him as he is revealed, repent and put their faith in his work and none of their own. Anyone who believes that Jesus was created, that believes that Jesus had a beginning or an end, do not know Jesus. They do not believe in the true Christ of the Bible. Jesus said there will be false Christs. So to say there isn't, there's only one Jesus. Well, there is only one true Jesus, but there's a lot of fake ones out there who have deceived people 
Even if it's the, the figment of Joseph Smith's imagination, it is enough to have deceived people away from believing in the true Jesus that offers salvation. If there's anyone believes that Jesus atoned in the garden and not on the cross, they do not understand the theology of salvation. And if they believe that any work that they do can add to or take away from the salvation that Christ gives, they believe in a false Christ. It is very, very important, Dallas, that you understand this and you acknowledge this. Because, I mean, I can't ask for a refund, but I can do everything within my ability to let people know that if you are going to maintain that the Jesus that you present in your show is the same as the Jesus that Joseph Smith presented on the pages of the Doctrine and Covenants and the Journals of Discourses and all of the places where he presented his false Christ, then I cannot endorse in any way this TV show. As much as I enjoyed it, as much as I like it, I would have to call it heretical and blasphemous if you maintain that the Jesus that you have presented to us in this show is the same Jesus that is believed in the Mormon church. And that's it. That's what I wanted to get off of my chest and let you know that at this point, if you've seen my my unsolicited episode where I endorse this TV show right now look at that with a grain of salt if you want to watch it do it but watch it with a discerning eye understanding that Dallas Jenkins may think that the Jesus that you are watching is a created being spirit child of Elohim and a heavenly mother and until he comes out and publicly acknowledges that that is false I cannot give a, in good conscience, give an endorsement to this TV series. So I would say do not download the app. Do not watch the show until Dallas Jenkins comes out and gives a concrete theological basis on who he believes that Jesus is. Because Jesus, uh, the Jesus of the Mormons and the Jesus of the Bible are two completely different beings. The Jesus of the Mormons is a demonic counterfeit does not have the power to save anyone. And with that, I'm going to let you guys go. As always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. Till next time, Soli Deo Gloria. Mm-hmm.